Hi, my name's Tim. And I'm Cassandra. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the European, European Soapbox. On today's episode, we have a pretty big announcement. And we got into grad school. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording this on April Fool's Day, and we were kind of debating if we should put a joke in the podcast, but we realized it's not going out on April Fool's it Day. So, make it, sense. yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but we got into grad school. Yes, and it's very exciting. And we, in fact, got into the same program, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. And so we wanted to take this episode to talk about, I guess, how we got to applying to this program how we decided made our grad school decisions and now what it feels like to have gotten in yeah because it, it's been a long process i mean it's been all of senior year oh it's been more than that i've been thinking about it for at least a year and a half really yeah since probably <laughs> before last summer wow yeah yeah wow. crazy well let's start with you okay did you always know that you wanted to do grad school i wouldn't say grad school i would say i knew i always wanted to do something post undergrad so whether it be law school medical school grad school um i didn't get to grad school per se until i want to say my first semester junior year when i realized i definitely didn't want to go to law school med school was no longer on the table um and (laughs) that was the only other option there's it down for sure what about you i've always i always thought i wanted to do something beyond undergrad too for me i i never wanted I wanted to go to law school as like a kid or when I was like a young adult, but after a while I realized that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've always wanted to do some kind of grad school work. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, yeah, it was sort of a happy coincidence that it ended up being this and it ended up going so smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, so we got into the... Transatlantic Master's Program at UNC Chapel Hill. Yes. So it is a, the, it's essentially the extension of our Euro major. Yeah, I think that's a very good way to put it. Because um, it, we're, we'll be learning about the relationship between America and Europe, <laughs> yeah. uh, European social policy, American social policy, yeah. Um, yeah, that's essentially a sum of it. It's, like you said, going beyond what we're doing right now. Yeah, it's it's a com- technically it is a political science major, mm-hmm. master's, um, but it, it combines a lot of other disciplines. Right, like I think... The, I mean, the main one, international relations. So totally. whenever anybody asks for my major now, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing international relations specifically, <laughs> like European studies. And I think it would be the same thing. Yeah, here. and it also combines like geography, certain aspects of law, mm-hmm. um, economics. Yeah. We, I mean, we could go on and on about <laughs> yeah. how much we love this program. It was it was a really good fit. And so yeah. when did you start thinking about the grad schools? This grad school, or I guess... In general, grad school, I guess the end of last year, so end of junior year, and that was only because I needed to start getting recommendations, um, figure out where I wanted to apply, because, I mean, there are hundreds of schools, literally, that were options, Um, and it wasn't until August where I was like, okay, these are the schools that I'm going to apply for, for sure. Obviously, that changed (laughs) this semester, and I'm sure we'll get into that. How many schools did you start out with? I started out with, I think, seven or eight schools. Okay. And I think two or three of them were in the U.S., the rest of them were in Europe. Um, And the European schools, the deadline was 
it was in March to apply, and I figured, well, at that point, I'll already know about TAM, um, so I guess I'll wait and see about TAM, and then if I need to apply, I'll apply at that point. So I think I also started with a similar amount of schools, mm-hmm. and a lot of them required the GRE, Yeah, and that was my big weeding out factor, because I, I started my research over the summer, I looked at some different programs, and then I decided... I don't want to ta- take the GRE. That's mm-hmm. going to be too much. Right. And so all the schools that required a GRE, I cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of rude to say, but that's that's how it ended up happening. No, um, I, I think I went through a very similar process. I figured TAM, because we're Euro majors, didn't require the GRE. And because of COVID, a lot of schools also didn't require it. Yes. Um, and there was no point in putting in the extra effort where I didn't necessarily need it, I guess. I, I fully agree. And the other big, like... I don't know, decision I had to make was if I wanted to do something in economics or I wanted to do something in political science. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've I've always really liked the idea of doing something with economics, like beyond what I'm learning now mm-hmm. and ha- having more time to get that training or whatever <laughs> it is. Um, but I'd, I ultimately decided I would only apply to TAM. That's what my... I guess I ended up coming down to. Because... When I, I, I had this big board with all my recommended schools or whatever, <laughs> like the ones I had, I had chosen, and then I would kind of get close to a deadline, and I would be thinking, do I really want to go there? No. Right. Erase it. <laughs> um, and it just, it just kept weeding down, and then we got to the TAM application date. I had turned in like a month in advance. Mm-hmm. I was on top of that. I knew like... <laughs> I like this program, I would like to do this program, and it just, I turned in my application and I felt good about it. By no means was it easy. (laughs) It was hard. Yeah. Coming up with a personal statement, like fixing my resume to the absolute finest, and then figuring out my research subjects for what my thesis could possibly be was also hard. So before we get into that, because I want to talk about the application process, TAM itself, it's for us, it's a year at Chapel Hill mm-hmm. and then a year abroad at a partner institution. Correct. So there's there's a, a list of some to choose from, and we'll get into that later, what we decided. But that that's just like a quick overview. Mm-hmm. Now let's, let's talk about what we need for the application, yeah. because I think this is pretty, like, good to know. It's general for <laughs> yeah. most grad schools, I would say. But I, I've never, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, to start out, there is the normal application where you fill out your demographics and what you studied in school, your transcript, all of that. Really? Yeah. It was oh, like the, the grad school app. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. That's one of the first things we did. So I kind of ignored it. <laughs> it was, yeah, very beginning, mindless kind of work. And then for TAM specifically, you needed three recommendations from ideally professors and then a personal statement, which... I guess, I don't know if we've gone over this, but a personal statement essentially says, this is who I am, this is what I've studied, this is why this program is for me, or this is why I'm good for this program. That was the hardest part of mine. That was definitely the hardest part of mine. It's about a page that was ended up being, I, I did single space to try to fit as many uh. as possible. <laughs> well, I think I actually did too. Really? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it was like 600 words maybe in the end. I think mine was around that too. I had to compress things so much. There was so much I wanted to say to essentially give off the vibe of... It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And then, it, was there anything else? A resume? 
yeah the resume and then like they had two extra forms one was a like a language certification Mm -hmm. and the other was there was a small thing about your what your potential research would be like what your master's thesis would be but i thought that was in the personal statement was it i think so at some point i know you had to detail it i I can't remember what part and then it, it wasn't too hard it wasn't a lengthy no 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 no, no, no. or application at all it was just difficult to it was also then that partner site decision oh yes yes the supplemental form i do remember that so let's start there because that was an easy form yeah well it wasn't for me but it was for you (laughs) what were what was your thought process going into that what was your decision so with TAM, there are three tracks. There's the Transatlantic Masters track, the European Governance track, and then the German-Turkish track. Uh, I, I mean, I guess we can go through all three of them. The Transatlantic track is... They're all very similar topic-wise, but the Transatlantic track allows you the flexibility of only being in Chapel Hill for one semester and then going abroad for three. It's also, from my opinion, I'm not an expert, um, it's more diplomacy-focused. Yes, Right, that, and, that and IR focused. Mm-hmm. That's what I. That's how I would describe it. Yes, the second track, the European governance track, is a year in Chapel Hill and then a year abroad. Um, it also gives the opportunity for a dual degree, which I think I'll take advantage of. I'm doing that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I think it's a pretty, I don't know, easy decision in my opinion. Um, that is more not more economic based, but there are more economic components towards it. It's more it. like policy policy okay like you know how in america we have like public policy yeah that's how i would sort of describe it 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 has less on that like this relationship is important it has more on like these countries how do they work differently that makes sense that's a very good that's a very good way (laughs) and then the last track the german turkish track this i i don't know a lot about it actually but i I also don't know if it's offered this semester really yeah i know at some point it was taken off the table and also because of covid and yeah 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 travel to turkey was iffy for a while but Um, essentially it's looking at the relationship between turkey and germany yeah okay nice summer good (laughs) um i we both decided the european governance track yes for different reasons kind of yeah (laughs) um how about you go first you tell me why you okay so i specifically chose european governance because the course load Gotcha. So the courses that are required for European governance, I much more preferred compared to those with transatlantic masters. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't really see myself being a diplomat, mm-hmm. and I wanted a full year at Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. These were those were my big things, um, and specifically, there's a advanced statistics course. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sound so, <laughs> such a nerd, uh, but there's an advanced statistics course for what was it um research in politics or like what whatever it's called right. there, it's two it's two classes over the full fall year. and spring and i really want to take those gosh i mean that makes sense yes <laughs> <laughs> um one of my, so my re- one of my reasons is the same i had never taken an econ or statistics class at chapel hill and i feel like it would be important to know that yeah, I mean, just thesis. At, yeah, at least have a baseline of understanding of what those numbers actually mean. Totally. Um, my second reason is I was also, in a selfish way, I won another year in Chapel Hill, like a full year. <laughs> Football, basketball, because social music. we were kind of robbed due to COVID. Oh, absolutely. I think our class got almost the worst of COVID because yes. we missed an entire year and a half entirely online. And then this year even still was 
iffy. So another year I, at Chapel Hill. I, fe- I felt like this year we weren't prioritized. I agree. I, I feel like because like the freshmen that were coming on and the sophomores that had a year online before they even got to Carolina, they were prioritized. They were like, we want to give these people Resources. the best experiences yeah. possible. And yeah. they kind of neglected the seniors. Just my I, opinion. No, I, I agree. I completely agree. Um, and my last reason is the dual degree. I think that, that was very important in creating my decision. That and was important for me career-wise. I, I'll be honest. I don't know exactly what that means, but I know I get a certificate from both schools, yes. which I think will look great yes. for career opportunities. Yeah, and it's not that much more work. Right. I think it's a few extra months. Yeah, and you submit a thesis in both places. Oh, which yeah. makes it a little more difficult because then you have two advisors and different requirements, blah, 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 blah. Gotcha. Is it two different theses? No. No, no. no oh, no. okay. Then I you, feel just like need to, you just need to make sure they work for both. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I think that's, I guess, an easy yes. easy extra work. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we got the which one. The tracks. Now we need to decide which partner site. Correct. <laughs> so I'll start for me because it was pretty easy for me. Yeah. I know I wanted to use my German mm-hmm. because I've taken it formally for two years. I spoke it since I was a child, and I've always wanted to like use it in a formal setting. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Germany was the perfect place for that, which left me with two options, Berlin or Bremen. The other options for the European governance track were Amsterdam, Spain, Madrid, Spain, Gothenburg, and Sweden. Yes. I think that was it for our track. Mm-hmm. I think there were just five. Right. Um, yeah, so essentially it was the two German ones for me. <laughs> I, I guess I had a little more difficult time deciding. Uh, I am fluent in Spanish. I grew up speaking Spanish both at home and in the immersion program. So at first I wanted to do Spain mm-hmm. um, because I'd be able to speak the language very easily. But at the same time, I feel like I've mastered that language and I wanted to kind of challenge myself. So this is something typical, Cassandra. <laughs> so I figured, well, if I go to Germany, not only will I get like a new cultural experience because I've never been able to experience that, um, but I'd force myself to learn a new language. And I feel like you can never learn enough languages in there our career path. Um, so yes. between Berlin and Bremen, because I would be a beginner in German, I think I'd lean more t- towards Berlin. Um, but I guess we can talk about it next. But considering my plans for next year, depending on how that goes, I guess we will see. Have that be your conclusion. Have that be your conclusion. <laughs> Let's get through all the other stuff first. Um, like what my plans are? No, no, no. Let's get through resume, personal statements, stuff like that. And then we can conclude with our plans for next year. Okay. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. Resume. Pretty easy, right? Yeah, that okay. was pretty sure. All right, you need a resume. It has to be <laughs> nicely formatted. Yeah, do not use colors. Do not put your picture on it. Uh, I messed up the formatting on my resume, like the original one I had when I was trying to edit it and add stuff, and so I just had to start over and make a whole new one. Really? Yeah, it was rough, but it's okay. It's oh, jeez. Okay. Um, personal statement. This was the hard one. Yes. I... Uh, I spent hours on this. I'm easily, not gonna lie. Easily, I think there were a few times where I like literally just stared at it for a few hours on my computer, making a tiniest tat- edit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was very difficult because I. It's hard to put your passion for a subject on paper, especially when you have such limited space. So, I set out with three specific goals mm-hmm. when I wrote my personal statement. I want to highlight who I am. Mm-hmm. 
I want to highlight why I'd be a good fit to this program. Mm -hmm. And I want to highlight why I'm a little different, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. So I wanted to highlight, like, I, I started with essentially a personal story about myself. Like, this is my exposure to Europe. This is where I come from. This is my family, blah, 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 blah. This is how I was raised. And this is why how I was raised and my experience makes me a little unique. Then I talked about my schooling path because it is untraditional. And I wanted to explain a little bit how I got here, but also why that's not any different than how anybody else got here. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to highlight why this program is a good fit for me why it combines my interest in economics and political science. And I specifically had a few thesis ideas already ready that I wanted to say, I want to combine these two things in a way that fits the program. And I've been thinking about this previously. Here are some of my ideas. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've, that's a very logical way <laughs> to have done it. Uh, it's not. That, would, that was the end product. <laughs> that was the end product. The first time I wrote it, I just wrote essentially for two hours. It was two pages, which like that shows how low, how right. slow I was writing and like how unsatisfied I was with these sentences. Mm -hmm. But it was way too long. I talked way too much about my backstory and I had somebody read over it and they were like, Tim, this is way too wordy. You cannot, you, you can't <laughs> do this. This is not what they're looking for. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. And so I had to revise a few times. That's kind of how my process went. The first time, just get everything on paper. I ended up kind of following a similar structure to yours. Um, my backstory was very, very short and kind of, instead of being from my childhood, was my college experience, changing mm -hmm. my majors and finding my home in global studies and European studies. Mm -hmm. And then I talked about my research, um, specifically my thesis and my work with Dr. Gary Marks. Um, and See, then that's I a good thing to highlight. Yeah, Re any research, any experience you have with the area, definitely and good. Highlight your skills and highlight why you're unique. Yeah, and That's then in the end, solidify why this program is good for you as well as why you are good for the program. Yeah, so essentially, if you're applying to a bunch of places, write it so that you can keep the first two paragraphs <laughs> and then change the last paragraph to be program specific. Yes. That's how I would recommend it because yeah. that's that's essentially what my conclusion was. Mm -hmm. Like, here you go. And a paragraph, I think, is a good limit. That's Mine was essentially three, maybe four paragraphs for a mini introduction. Yeah, yeah. Mine was, my first paragraph was pretty small. The second one was the large chunk and then a small one at the end. Yeah, yeah. Nice, okay. I guess we can finalize with what our plans are. No, 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 no. We got one big more element to talk about. Recommendations. Ooh. Because this is a different experience than... College. Yeah. How, how did you go about this? Um, honestly, I went with the professors that knew me the best. My, I, my advisor, my thesis advisor, I've now known for almost two years, even though I haven't met him in person because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, that was a very easy choice. And then my second one was another professor who I've known, arguably longer, almost since sophomore year rather than junior year. Wow. Um, who I had kept in touch with, worked with for a little bit. Uh, he was very happily obliged to help <laughs> with me. And then the last one, I wasn't sure. It was difficult because I hadn't known another professor as well as I had the other two. Mm -hmm. um, so I chose a professor who I'd, I guess, seen most recently, um, who knew my work, who I'd talked to in office hours, somebody who would definitely know my face if I were to be on campus. Yep. 
I'm a little more extroverted in class, <laughs> if that makes sense, than Cassandra. We, we've only had two classes together, but... Tim likes talking. Yes, I do like talking. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and I'm not afraid to talk over Zoom. Oh, not at all. Yeah, I, I think it's very easy. Um, and so I chose an economics professor that is very... It, a mentor-esque person. Mm-hmm. Um, she helped me a lot with... I've taken two of her classes, and I, she's fantastic. Um and she knows me incredibly well, mm-hmm. um, just because I, the, both of the classes I took with her were summers, so we saw each other every day, plus right. office hours, for a month and a half. <laughs> yeah. So you get to know each other pretty well, um, and I, I've had coffee with her multiple times. Like this is a person that I have a relationship with, not just in the classroom, but outside of the classroom. I run ideas past her. I run etc cetera, etc cetera. like mm-hmm. plans i get feedback from her etc mm-hmm. so that i think that's building a relationship with a professor is difficult but once you find the professor that it's easy to do it's great right then i chose two professors that i had within the euro major because i wanted to highlight that i'm not just good at talking but that these professors also like my work right so i chose a history professor which you could probably figure out who that is. Um, because he has a good reputation within the department and his classes are notoriously difficult and I had him mm-hmm. for two semesters and I kind of think he liked me. Um, and then I chose a political science professor that I wrote a specifically good paper for in a very difficult class and I thought I want to show this. Mm-hmm. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. So I guess our advice would be find professors you know well who know you well as well yeah yeah and don't be afraid of rejection oh not i mean the worst thing they can do is say no like it's not that big of a deal and a lot of the times i wouldn't even say it's because of you it might be they don't have time or they're already writing 12 other letters and for a lot of professors when you talk about talk to them originally they'll be they'll they'll say like okay i i'd be willing to do this what specifically do you want me to highlight? Mm-hmm. I got that question a few times, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, and also, it's these professors care about your success. Once you find those professors that do care about your success, <laughs> they, they legitimately care. Mm-hmm. And so they'll revise things. They'll rework this. They, they just won't look at it once and be like, okay, done, submit. Right. They'll draft it. And they'll probably wait a few weeks. They'll look at it again. They'll revise it. And then when you give them like a nudge, like, hey, can you turn it in now? They'll turn it in. Right. Which is, what more do you want from a professor? Right. Right. So we both had pretty good experiences. Yeah, very good. good. All right. Conclusion, what's the plan for next year? So I'm still a little up in the air about my plans. Um, There was a fellowship that I was really gunning for for next year, and I was unfortunately put on the wait list for it. I have not heard back since. So uh, what I'm leaning towards is taking a gap year and living in Frankfurt, Germany, for a few months before coming back to Chapel Hill after a year and then going into TAM. So why, why did you want to do this? Honestly, one of the biggest driving reasons was because COVID took away my ability to study abroad. I was supposed to study abroad for all of junior year and I, I wasn't able to. It ended up being canceled like two weeks before we were supposed to leave and stuff like that. So I guess part of it's compensating for yeah, that going totally. abroad. Um, my reason for specifically Germany is I'm 
if I decide to go <laughs> for grad school, I should probably know the language a little more than I do now. Um, and I, I was looking at opportunities everywhere, and the ones that worked happened to be exactly where I wanted to be. I, I, I think that's great. And probably on top of that, you kind of need a break. That, yeah. I know you don't want to highlight that, but it's, it's true, because I know that I need one. Yeah, Zoom fatigue is very real. And, and just class fatigue. It's rough being an undergrad. Especially at UNC Chapel Hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm I'm taking three classes. Mm-hmm. And I am struggling. <laughs> it is difficult. Yeah. Um, which kind of motivates me for my plan. Because I, I originally wanted an internship this summer. I was gung-ho, like, mm-hmm. let's go. It's not going to be a big deal. And I just, I just realized I can't do that. Mm-hmm. It would be too much. Right. And so what I decided to do is take the summer off, um, spend time with family, maybe get a job. I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> but relax. And I specifically want to start drafting my thesis because there's a lot of scholarships that require a beginning of a thesis. Mm-hmm. And I want to understand if this is a good idea before I really get into it or a bad idea. And I also want to pick a partner type. Mm-hmm. Because then I want to build relationships with that partner site and begin to understand, like, okay, this will work, this will work, I can do this, and start to make a plan. Mm -hmm. So I want my summer to be planning and relaxing because I need to recharge for TAM. Right. And I didn't want to take a gap year, mainly because I don't think I've ever looked forward to school as much as I am looking forward to TAM. I understand that. I think that's that a good sense. quality to have, Which, yeah. And it's also a good sign. that I think that that means you're in the right program. If you mm-hmm. were dreading going to grad school, there needs to be a change. Right. Right. And beyond that, my econ professor that wrote me a wonderful letter of recommendation, she told me that I have a high educational surplus. Which means that not only do I like get the... the the benefits of education, like a higher paying job, mm-hmm. more edu- whatever. I legitimately enjoy education, mm-hmm. specifically if it's something I like. And so it makes sense for me to not, I, I'm doing my relaxing over the summer. I want to go straight into it. Yeah. Um, and I, I yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I think there's no wrong way to go about going into grad school, whether it be take one gap year, a few no. gap years, or go straight into it. I mean, people do a lot i think the average age for grad school entering grad school was like 23 24 not for specifically our program but grad schools overall which means that people are taking more time between schooling definitely which is fine definitely i did we cover everything i think so so. from the application partner sites to where we are now essentially once we go further on we'll tell you guys more absolutely so with that i hope you guys join us next week on the European Soapbox. The European Soapbox podcast reflects only the opinions of the authors and do not reflect the views of any affiliated and or mentioned organizations. We are students still in the learning process, so information should be taken with a grain of salt and not blindly accepted.
The information is for informational purposes only and do not intend to serve as any recommendation. We do not intend to isolate anyone on this podcast and encourage diversity and differences in opinion. The European Soapbox stands independently from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. The authors are the sole owners of the rights to the European Soapbox podcast. As students, we ask for the opportunity to grow and improve in our podcasting journey and progression as individuals. If you'd like to reach out to us, send us an email at europeansoapbox at gmail.com. This podcast is hosted by Cassandra Alvarino and Tim Fry. All music is produced by Till Iringer. That's T-I-L-L-Y-D-E-A-N dot W-A-V on Instagram. A special thanks to our friends, families, and supporters.